theyeshiva.net. Okay, we're holding page Aleph, the third paragraph from the top, Amnam. Since if I give a sum- summary, that's going to be the whole shear. So I'm going to start off without giving a summary, and I'm going to rely that everybody remembers what we have learned. <laughs> and if not, you should review. And even if you do, you should still review. Amnam. However, <laughs> interesting expression. The teacher who's miyaker, which comes from the word yakar, he cherishes the muskalois. Muskalois means truths, ideas. He's a man of ideas. Muskal is the term the Rambam always uses for... Uh, all the most of the chaykrim of Yemei Habinai, most of the Jewish thinkers of the of Middle Ages who speak about uh, seichel and ideas, the term is always muskal or muskalos, from the word ideas, insights. So he says this this teacher who cherishes muskalos, which are truths, insights, awareness, al yedei shen noilad etzloi seichel chadash. Remember, we're in the middle of the shear. <laughs> this whole mime is one long shear. <laughs> Pun intended. So we're in the middle of this shear. I don't mean this shear. We're in the middle of the, of the shear that's going on here. It's been a long shear. And, uh, he had this new haskala, right? This new insight, this new idea, this new epiphany. And as we recall, he slowly moved upward from his present communication. And in each stage of the three stages of Chachma bin Adas, he becomes more and more absent from the present communication with the student. The first stage, Chachma, already requires a certain absence. It takes him away, even though externally everything may continue. But the recipient feels or experiences a diminished intensity or presence in the communication, or to use the expression of Rabbi Tam, the lave is missing a little bit. In stage two, the words may also become somewhat distorted, meaning even the external, the external layer of the teaching is affected, even though it continues. But in the third level, when he goes up to Das, now he is completely silent. Everything is stopped. Abruptly, the communication, the hashpa stops. The Talmud is left, so to speak, cold. The whole chiyas, the whole life, the whole tainug, the whole flow of energy, of love, of ideas is interrupted. That's on his side. Now we go to the other side. The, the, the teacher who cherishes ideas, he cherishes it, he's miyakirin, he appreciates it. And his entire life is dedicated to truth, to, to, to know truth, to teach truth. When he experiences in his mind this seichel chadosh, this new idea, which is so much more elevated than his previous awareness, what happens? Nasa etzloi tzivas panem. So his face actually starts shining. Sehivas Panem is, his face takes on a new demeanor. Ke'inyin, similar to what the Gemara says. 
I think about Rabbi Yehuda, the Yerushalmi and Shabbos. If my memory serves me correctly, there's something, some, the nature of the story is that there was a matrunissa. There was a queen, a princess, who saw Rabbi Yehuda. And Rabbi Yehuda's face was on fire. So she said, you've been drinking lately? You're such a great teacher. Is this what you do before you teach? You get drunk, inebriated, intoxicated. His face was on fire. He said, no, no, no. Matsasi toisefta chadata. Which is, I found a new toisefta. I found a new brysa. This is what caused Tzahav of that his face had a different color. It had a life to it. So that's the expression in Yerushalmi and Shabbos Pedek Ches. Tzahav Upanavayde he found Chadata, there's that we learned before, Atika and Chadata. Atika is old and Chadata in Aramaic is new. We said Kasha, Atika, Mechadata, right? The old is more difficult than the new. So this is Motzah, Tosef, Tachadata. Because the teacher just experienced a Chiddush, an innovative idea, he gets Nispal, he gets affected, he's moved. So what happens here is there is a paradox between the experience of the student and the experience of the teacher. The experience of the student, the flow just stopped, and his face actually turns cold and dry. The experience of the teacher, he experiences what's called sihivas panem, a new color in the face. Why? Because it's so precious, this moment is so precious for him. And because it's so precious, there is an excitement that he experiences now with this new idea. V'zen nikra, his galus moichin da'atika, b'zayin midasul ha'mashpia. We now go back to that original Kabbalistic code language about the three weeks before Tisha B'av and the seven weeks after Tisha B'av and Rosh Hashanah and Kippur and Chastayda and so forth. We had an expression that <coughs> there is... A new level of moichin, his galus moichin da atikah b'zayin midashalamashpia, that the deepest level of awareness called moichin of atik is revealed within the emotions, within the seven midas of the mashpia. In other words, the mashpia, the teacher experiences at this moment a new level of awareness, which we'll get back to the details of this. Back to the marshal vehine hamakabel kisheroy yebifnei rabbi shetzav uponov. To the student, the student himself goes through a process. Remember that the teacher didn't just grasp the insight like this. The Chachma happens in a flash, but the Bina and the Das take a lot of time. So in the beginning of the Histalkus, in the beginning of the departure, the ascent of the teacher, the student doesn't know exactly what's happening. The teacher himself is struggling with grasping a new idea. There is an, a certain ascent, but without a clear tachlis of what is going on. He just knows that his teacher went somewhere. He went elsewhere. As the teacher delves more into the new idea and goes more, go, ascends more and more with more distance and remoteness, the teacher, the student feels yet even more absence. Until finally the teacher grasps it and the, the student is left cold and dry because the whole ashpa interrupts. 
But in the beginning, what happens is the teacher himself is also struggling with this new insight. So he says, but the Mechabal, Kesheroye Bifnei Rabbi Shetzohav Uponov, after all of the departures and the ascent of the teacher who left the previous even though now, for him, there was just an interruption, no communication, no flow, no expression of love. He's not getting everything he was getting his whole life. Im he comforts himself. Umekavi he hopes. He knows that one day the teacher will give this to him too. The new insight. Because he knows He imagines he uses here two expressions from Kabbalah. One is binyan hazachem hachasadim, which means the the construction of the male comes from kindness. We'll explain that later. And one is teva hatoiv lahetiv. The nature of good is to bestow good. So therefore, he assumes that this teacher is not experiencing new insights for himself. Teva hatoiv lahetiv. He's a real mentor. He's going to give that to me as well. Achein tzarich mechadosh. However, he needs to trigger and arouse within the teacher the desire to give him the new the new idea. This is a fascinating insight. What is that which arouses the deepest pleasure in a teacher to give? The answer is the Chalol Reikon of the Mashpia and the Hanachas Atzmusa. Chalol Reikon means that he opens a space, an empty space, in order to receive. Hanachas Atzmusa means even deeper, but it's connected. Huh? From the Makabal, from the Makabal. I stand corrected. Hanachas Atzmusa means he suspends, he puts aside, Hanacha, like he puts aside, Atzmusa, his essence, becoming a complete open conduit and vessel, yearning and desiring to receive. It's impossible for a mashpia to refuse that, to look away for that, from that. That, that arouses that, that pure yearning, that samalacha nafshi, kamalacha besari, the Dovra Melech describes, that cholol reikin, the tshuka, right, Hashem talchava, vel ishech tshukasech, that shuka, that yearning, that desire, where he's ready to put everything aside. Hanachas Hatzmusay is an akuda of mysterious nefesh. In, 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 in terms of a mental space. Hanachas Hatzmusay means I put myself completely aside to become an empty vessel, not a full one. Full one is a different experience. That's not the Talmud Muvak. That's, you know, just somebody sitting around who wants to argue with you. Hanachas Atzmusi means to suspend the very Atzmius in order to be a Mechabal. Which is why being a Mechabal is a very, very challenging task. To be a Mechabal is the hardest thing. Which is why I said in a few shirim ago, and I want to mention that Abizriel writes every day the shir in Hebrew, most of it, 
So you can have a whole chazara from it in writing. He write, and he's a beautiful writer, a very eloquent writer. And, uh, a Bezreel angle. And, and it's posted on the yeshiva.net every day's shir in chassidus. The, his transcript is posted usually during the day or in the evening. I just wanted to mention that. Because I said, I'm, I'm saying something I said for a few days ago that the mashpia and the makabal always have to be committed to each other. If there's no dual commitment, it breaks. It's a relationship. It's a very serious relationship. And both have to show up. But you, one has to understand that when one doesn't show up, the ramifications are much deeper than when the other doesn't show up. If the mashpia shows up and the makabal doesn't show up, what's the mashpia left with? A pregnant child. That's what he's left with. A pregnant child, metaphorically. Which is not fun. Because <laughs> he wants to, he's looking for birth. But the child remains. But the child remains. It remains in his womb. He's frustrated. He's annoyed. He was looking forward. It's disappointing. I don't know if it's too of a mundane, a mundane metaphor. You know when you're trying to sneeze and it's not coming out? You know that feeling, right? <laughs> And you're waiting and you're waiting. You need the sneeze to come out. Right? <laughs> you need it to come out. <sighs> I went to be Menachemovel, uh, somebody. So, uh, <laughs> so there was somebody there who was really Nudji. He was a Nudnik. <laughs> you know, sometimes you have somebody at Chepetzachan and uh, he was driving the poor uh, Avelim crazy. So somebody said a story, and he said that there was once a Nechem Avelim <coughs> by uh, Rabbi Yosheh Ber Soloveitchik, the son of uh, of Rabbi Velvola, the son of the Briskerov, Rabbi Yosef Doiv. Rabbi Yosheh Ber from Yerushalayim. The Briskerov had a few children, has a few children, and the oldest one was Rabbi Yosef Doiv, Rabbi Yosheh Ber. So he, uh, he passed away, I think, in 1984. So he had some children sitting there, and one of them was, you know, a little eccentric, he says, there was somebody driving him crazy. So he looks at him and he says, Zog de Pasek und trag sich up. Say hamaka minachem und trag sich up. Zog de Pasek und trag sich up. Say what you gotta say and move on with your life. So sometimes you're just feeling, you know, you need to let, <laughs> you want to Zog de Pasek and trag, he needs to let it out. It's very frustrating. There's an expression in Zohar. Woe unto people who speak, Woe unto the words that fall on ears that do not absorb. Udnin are ears that do not absorb. It's a painful experience to hit, to hit a brick wall. Yosemash ha'egel roitzelohonik, that's what you mean, yeah? Linek ha'pare roitzelohonik. Right? Not just the calf wants to nurse even more, the mother wants to give because it's very painful. It's very painful for a mother to hold on to the milk, as we know. She needs to let it out. She needs to give it. That's true physically, but it's also true psychologically, spiritually. That's one level. But there's also the opposite level that people don't often realize. What if the makabal shows up? What if the makabal shows up fully and there's no mashpia? Here, the pain is much deeper. Because what did the mashpia do to prepare? The mashpia took what he has and he prepared it and focused it to give. And there's nobody to take it. Okay, so I have to stay with it inside. 
But what did the Mechabal do to be present? Hanachas Hatzmusay. Hanachas Hatzmusay means you made yourself very vulnerable. You trusted. You recreated yourself as an empty vessel in the most positive sense. You emptied yourself out of yourself in order to be a Mechabal. That's a very vulnerable moment, intellectually and emotionally. And why did you do it? Because you're waiting to absorb something. And you show up, the guy is not there. And I don't mean the guy is not there physically, that too. But I'm talking about, there's nobody there. There's nobody there. Very often in marriages, right, you see this. In, 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 and it's very, very deep. This is not so simple. Uh, not many men understand this and not many women understand this, but it's a very deep dynamic that goes on. Because often the man is called a mashpia, the woman is called a makabal. Now people often wonder, what does that mean? I mean, a woman is plenty mashpia and a man is plenty makabal. <laughs> women give a lot and men are needy, men need a lot. But there's a very profound component to this term. Because there's an expression in Gemara about marriage. It's very powerful. Ein isha kairesis bris ella lami sha'asa kli. Right? It's, it's a very profound statement. Chazal say, a woman does not create a covenant only with the person who made her a vessel. Which is their way of saying that there's a loyalty that a woman has to a husband, a complete dedication that she has to the point that, uh, I'm just using these words, I don't mean these words literally. Hashem made a woman that every month she becomes a keli, a keli for a child. The uterus develops, the rechem, from the word rachum, compassion, develops in a way that it's it's it, it's ready to carry something. It's ready to be a makabal. It's an empty, it's literally a clay rakon, a chalol rakon. That's what it is. A chalol rakon in order to be able to absorb a child. But the, what, what what's true with a child is also true in her relationship. That a woman in a marriage, in the ideal situation, opens herself up and empties herself waiting for a husband, for a husband to fill it with 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 love, with respect, with confidence, with guidance, with inspiration. And the man has the responsibility and the ability to be able to be there that way. And she's Kairesis Bris, she will make a covenant. A covenant means, when you make a Kairesis Bris, it's a complete loyal commitment. But two things have to happen. Number one, she has to be able to be mekabel from him. <laughs> If he shows up and there's nobody there, right? A woman tells you, your wife tells you, I really don't need you. <laughs> Just do your own thing. Some men think they like it. Because you can stay home, you can stay in shul till 12 o'clock. You can go here, you can go there. But it frustrates a marriage. Much worse is the makabal shows up and there's no mashpia. The makabal empties out the space and there's nobody to fill it. Now it could be he's too scared, he doesn't have confidence, he thinks he's a nobody, he's busy, he's occupied, he's stressed, he's overwhelmed, he's detached. But the womb is here and there's nobody to fill it. So the makabal emptied everything out. In other words, I redefine myself as a makabal of you. And what am I left? 
and I'm just, uh, what's the word? Ah, yeah. I'm left hang to hang dry. That's a very painful reality. The mashpia who doesn't give, okay, he remains with a lot of stuff. It's it's painful, it's frustrating if he doesn't have who to give to. But the makabal who doesn't have that person to fill up, over here there's a certain sense of very deep abandonment. Uh, it's a form of, um, if, I, if I, I don't want to sound very dramatic, but it's a form of very deep psychological and emotional death. Like, Like there's a little bit of a murder here in the sense that I emptied myself out and this is what I was waiting for. This is what I was hoping for. And there's nothing, there's nothing left. So what am I left with? I'm left with nothing. My old self, I got rid of. The new self, the new relationship that I was, I invested everything in the relationship. Nobody showed up. I'm left to hang. And that creates a very deep sense of abandonment and pain that most women can't even articulate what it is. Because it's a very, very subtle thing. And in today's culture where there's so much confusion of roles and who everybody is, you can't even speak this language. But this is the truth. This is the truth. If you're very honest about relationships and their potential and their ideal state, this is what happens very, very often. And this doesn't mean a woman only receives, because as we see, the student brings out the deepest things in the teacher. You learn much more from your students than you learn from your rabbis and you learn from your colleagues. Everybody knows the most you learn in life is from your wife. <laughs> right? You're all looking at me like, I was mechadish this in 2019, you don't know this? Rabbi Moshe, who do you learn most from? <laughs> doesn't help me excuse me. I heard once there is a movement in Israel for women on the wall. Yes, yes, yes. Person said that if you look into the lives of these women, you find that they are doing it because the husband doesn't do what they do. He doesn't understand. They feel the need for. I don't know the women of the walls. I can't. I hear. I hear. I hear. What happens is, what happens is when the makabal is not being filled by the presence and the love of the mashpia, the makabal has to be filled in different ways. And this creates tremendous emotional confusion and results in chaos. As the Gemara says in the beginning of Masech Saita, that when a woman, when a woman betrays the relationship, it's much more toxic than when a man betrays the relationship. Because the void is so much deeper. So when that void has to be filled with alien things, it's very, very toxic. Men are more compartmentalized. You know, you go to the office, you forget that you're married, you're eating your pastrami sandwich, I don't mean in the nine days, with mustard, right? Yeah. You know, you know, man, right? he's lunch, he's watching a game of a tennis match in Czechoslovakia, two people he never heard about, eating pastrami and mustard. The last thing he thinks of himself is as a married man, right? right? Even if he's listening to a Shia Barabbai YY on the yeshiva.net while he's eating the pastrami sandwich, unless I'm talking about marriage, the last thing he's thinking, you know, we're compartmentalized. Then he comes home and all is good. Women are not that way. The, the, the Kaylee, she's married 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So when that void, when that openness is filled, it's very, very powerful. That's what the Gemara says. There's a krisis bris, lamisha asakli. 
The Misha Sakli means the one who carved out the vessel, which is of course an expression for intimacy, the first intimacy, Eishas Neurim. Asakli is carving out the vessel. But emotionally what it means is it's the Kali of the Makabal. When it's not there, there is such a deep void so different things can happen. There could be very deep pain, very deep frustration. This is what comes out in offices of therapists and marriage counselors all the time. This is what's happening. What can also happen is substitutes. I have to substitute. I have to fill it in new ways. And this is, this becomes very profound. I'm using the example of men and women because it's just very, very drastic and intense, but it's true within every person. Each one of us is a mashpia. Each one of us is a makabal. All these shiurim we're talking about are not just one person versus another, but it's also you vis-a-vis yourself. There is that which we're mashpia to others. There is that which we have to be makabal. In our own relationships, everyone is masculine and feminine. That hanachas atzmusoy, in a powerful, good marriage where everybody knows who they are and they're ready to be there, there's nothing that triggers the tainuk and the desire of the mashpia to give like the empty vessel that the makabal creates. Because it's mamish like waiting. I'm waiting. I'm here. I'm waiting. About the Makabel, the Talmud, when he sees Savu of Shalom, yeah. the Mashpia. But this is now the second phase of Rebbe Talmud. Yeah. They already had the first year, which the Rebbe yeah. said goodbye to when yeah. the Kiddush came to. Where was all the talk about the Makabel emptying his Talmud before the first year? Why is it only coming up now in Savu Panam with the new Kiddush? No, no, he said before that a Talmud Muvik does that. He said that before. He said he didn't use the word savu, but he said about the chalorek and talmud mova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? What happened the first day? He was ready, enthusiastic to learn, and what happened? Over the, over the next few weeks, he saw that they didn't show up. It's very, very hurtful. You sometimes you're sitting with students, and you could see people. They want to change. They want to open up. They want to be. They, and, they, they, and it took a lot. It took. It's not so easy always. So you see with teenagers, and you don't show up, or you show up with cynicism, or you make fun. The worst thing is to make, for a person, it's a certain, Hanachas Hatzmusi is not an easy thing. I'm redefining my focus. And I'm literally carving out an empty space of bittel in me for this. And the worst thing you must be to do is, it's like, oh, you're lying, you're a joker, I don't have time for you, who do you think you are? Whatever, all those attitudes whether it's verbally or even just facial features, and it breaks the makabal in a way that other things cannot break. The mashpia will not be broken so easily if nobody shows up. It's just frustrating. Bunch of vildechayas, nobody's here. Okay, go home, learn yourself. <laughs> learn yourself another 20 years. A little too much milk. Okay, you'll figure it out. But the other way is le- is very, very painful. Very painful. Ay, ay, ay. Avram. Huh? He said about Shuva, about Shuva, he opens himself up, he wants to be filled, and then they put in pots and pans. Yeah. <laughs> what have you seen? Seen it a lot. You've seen it a lot. Big scale. Okay. So it's the Cholol Reikon, it's the Hanukha Satsmusoy. That creates the tainug, the tainug in the tainug haposhet. Tainug haposhet means 
not just Tainuk. Tainuk Apashat means Tainuk that's Mufshat. It's divested from any other characteristic, meaning it touches one of the deepest chords in the mentor. It's not just a lot, every, everything has pleasure in it. A cup of water is also pleasurable. And reading is pleasurable. And listening to music is pleasurable. There's so many, everything in the world has Tainug in it. Tainug HaPashat. In the Mashpiyat. Ma'irit Tainug HaPashat Shla Mashpiyat. The Hanachas HaTzmusay. The suspension of self, of the student, of the disciple, triggers the deepest chord of pleasure in the teacher to give. And since now, the student is waiting for the greater hashpa'ah, the new idea, Now he realizes he has to prepare himself and divest himself on two levels. First is, Hainu, Hanochas at Kolatz Musoi, Uliskarivas at Smoilios, Raknekuda, Tachas Hayesoid, Hamashpia. Two things. One is Hanochas Kolatz Musoi, and the other one is Liskariv Lias Raknekuda, Tachas Hayesoid, Hamashpia. You know, the, the, the richness of this metaphor is, it's using all of the language that the Mekobalim, that Arizal and his students used over the generations when they revealed Kabbalah, which they always had these expressions of, of Moichin Chadoshim and Moichin Da'atika, and there's a famous expression of Arizal, Nekuda Tachas Yesoid, right? So he's using all these expressions in the metaphor in order to be able to understand the message that the Svarim Hagdashim were saying about this time of the year. So there's two experiences that the student now goes through. Beis hafshatis. Hafshatis comes from the word upashat as bgadov. Like it says by the Kayan we say in the morning. He removes his clothes. Hafshata, it means to skin. Lahafshit, right? Hafshatis habehemi, you skin, meaning you remove the layers. You're always mafshit. When you're poshat bgadov, you're removing layers, you're removing garments. Hafshata always means to strip something from layers and get down to a Deeper place, a deeper core. It's skinning. An animal is covered with hide, a lot of hide, and you're skinning it. You're removing it. That's what lahafshitas atzma means. He's being mafed himself. He's removing things that were there and a part of him and there for many years. In, in, in learning also, there's something called hafshata. Hafshata means when you strip when you remove the layers of an idea and you go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until you get to the core. Hafshata is like it becomes in a way more abstract and more abstract and more abstract. Like you remove it from all the layers that are covering anything but its truth. So there's two hafshatas. The first is Hanachas Kolatz Musa, which is very, very deep. Hanachas Kolatz Musa, we explained, is putting aside his entire essence to be able to receive to be able to absorb. That itself requires a tremendous mental effort. And it requires, of course, tremendous trust. That's always critical. Because how can I put everything aside if I'm going to get bupkis? <laughs> I'm not going to do that, right? That's why it's so hard for us to even understand what Hanachas Atzmuseh means. Because there are many models that are missing for this. 
There has to be real trust, real, real trust. If I feel I might be backstabbed or frontstabbed, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm going to remain in my bulletproof vest. But a bulletproof vest is the exact opposite of Hanachas Hatzmusa. Back to the marriage, Marshall, this is what often happens in marriages. Everybody is wearing bulletproof vests. You know what I mean? So when you start shooting your arrows, it's not going to, it won't kill me. I'm wearing a bulletproof vest. You're bil- 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 uh, wearing a bulletproof You remember in the Torah, the Balatanya brings an expression from Ksuvas. Hu bevigdoi, vehi bevigda, yoitzi, ksuva. If he remains in his cloaks, she remains in her cloaks. It's not a marriage. Get divorced and give her a ksuva. And he explains spiritually that with Hashem it's the same thing. If you ref- if you refuse to take off your clothes, it's always hu bevigda Everything is a relationship, but there's only begadim. There's no hafshata. There's a reason for it. That way, I don't have to trust fully. I'm in my clothes. If you say something good, I'll take it into my pocket. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about here complete transparency, complete vulnerability. I could fall into your arms, you could fall into my arms without anything to fall back on. Ooh. You really have to be able to trust. Ah. If your vulnerability has been betrayed once, twice, three times, especially as a child, and every child is naturally a macabre. We know how a child is so ready to absorb like a wet sponge, and that's betrayed. And then by the time you're 14 years old, you have made a commitment, I trust nobody ever. And that becomes your paradigm. And then you meet your soulmate. <laughs> and that's what you're dealing with for the next 30 years. And it's very, very heavy. So we have to be aware of these, of these qualities. So the first half shot is Hanachas, Hanachas Kolatz Musay. Hanachas Kolatz Musay literally means to put aside his essence. I just want, I'm a, I'm a receptacle. That's who I am. And then there is Liskarivis Atzmoy Lias Rakhne Tachas Hayesoid Hamashpia. This will become a little more clear later. To bring himself close. There is what not and there's what yeah. Hanachas Kalatzmusi means you put everything aside. That's not enough. That's not enough. Negation is never enough. Now there's the positive. The positive is, I want to, I know that I could be macabre something. It's not Hanachas Atzmusi just for Hanachas Atzmusi. It's never about self-negation, period. It's self-negation in order for the self to be able to become aligned with that which it's capable of being aligned. Self-negation as an ideal in and of itself doesn't cut it. Self-negation, Anachas Kalatzmusi, can even be dangerous. Anachas Kalatzmusi means I put myself at a side, but for what? For what? So I'm just empty now? I want to get close to become Anakuda. Anakuda. Tachas Hayesoid Hamashpia. There's an expression in Sifri Kabbalah that Malchus becomes Nekuda Tachas HaYesoid. Yesoid is the last one of the six Midas before Malchus. In Zoyar it says that Yesoid is associated with a certain part of the body. Chesed is the right arm, Gvura the left arm, Tefer is the torso, Netzach the right thigh, Hoi the left. Yesoid, I quote Tikkun Zoyar Hagdama, Ois Bris Kodesh. Many say it in Pasach Eliyoh, Erev Shabbos, before Mincha. 
Yisoid siyuma de gufa ois bris kaidish. Malchus peh. Malchus the mouth. So Chachma bin Adas are three regions of the brain, right brain, left brain, center brain. Then you have Chachma bin Adas. Das is the synthesizer. You have Yisoid is all the way in the polar opposite on the bottom of the body, what's called the bris. Why is that associated with Yisoid? That's the Kaya Chamashpia, literally. And it's the power that God gave the human body for reproduction, for procreation. That's why it's called Yisoid. Yosef is always called Midas Yisoid. He was particularly tested in this area. And the Zoyar says he's the only one called a Tzadik, Yosef a Tzadik, because he prevailed in this, this particular area. Rab Tzadik, Akoyen, his Svarim is very busy with this, many Svarim. But the Nekud is, Yisoid is the Kayach HaMashpiyah, but the way it comes down all the way till Tachlis, where there can actually be the, the emitting of the seed of life, which can then be absorbed by the feminine, Malchus, and create a child. What we spoke before about Chachma is the seed, but it still has to be absorbed and developed, right? It has to go through a whole process. And that process comes to fruition in Malchus, which is the mouth. Mouth means communication. But Malchus is also the feminine counterpart. So the Yisoid meets Malchus, is the Mashpia meeting the Makabal. So in spiritual language, Nekuda Tachas Yisoid means that Malchus says, it concentrates itself into a Nekuda, right on the Yisoid in order to be able to receive Yisoid. So first, it empties itself from everything else, and then it becomes, its entire identity is now one Nekuda. What is it? One Nekuda that just wants to be Makabal from Yisoid. It contracts completely. And what's left of it? One Nekuda. So first I have to empty myself from everything. And then the next step is, he becomes a Nekuda. Mamish, one tiny Nekuda that's concentrated. It's contracted, it's restricted. The ultimate symptom, Tachas HaYisoid. When the mentor sees this, this preparation, this creates in him the deepest pleasure to give the new Chiddush. To the point that now the recipient can receive it, receive it, and receive the same pleasure that the teacher has from the new insight. Now the student also has it, and more, more. Even more. Why? For the recipient, even the original class was very exciting. Certainly, when he gets this chiddush, which even legabi the mashpia was a chiddush. For the Makabal, it's like, wow, it's winning the lottery. His tainug for it is, is, is so much deeper. His appreciation of it is so much deeper. At kan Here, at last, the parable ends. At kan This is the mosh. Toidaf is the, you know, like in the Toidaf and Toifus, the, the main body of the mosh, like the main text of the mosh. It's basically, this is basically the mosh. The uterus tears apart when there's no child. 
right? It dissolves, and that's what damnida is, that's what blood is. The blood of the monthly cycle is the uterus prepared to be a macabre, it was ready, nobody showed up. So what happens? Literally, it tears, it, it gets destroyed, and it, it, it generates the flow of blood. That's literally what happens. Nobody showed up. Nobody's to blame. I mean, whatever the situation is, we're not, it's not about blaming anybody. I'm just, it's a fascinating reality. You know, we take these things for granted, but this is like a system in reality. It's a very serious system. Like, what, you know, what, what was going on? And with the Gemara says in Erevin, it started after the Chetet Sadas, right? Dam Nida starts after the Chetet Sadas. In other words, when the Mashpia and Mechabal became disaligned, when the Mashpia and the Mechabal in the world became disaligned, when the snake turned to Chava and said, you know, <laughs> God uh, doesn't want you to eat from the tree because he's looking for power. And if you eat, he's going to have competition in this world and he really doesn't need it. So suddenly God becomes this new type of reality. I'm protecting myself. God is protecting himself. Suddenly now, we're like, instead of having a marriage where we're excited to be here for each other, we have a marriage where we're trying to protect each one. Everyone is trying to protect themselves from the other. I'm literally dodging you. Now, what type, what does that marriage look like? It's very common in marriages, right? It's like, I need to get the last word. You need to get the last word. I'm busy finding, you know, where I'm going to be right and you're... It's a disaster. That's what the serpent introduced. <laughs> the serpent introduced it. He didn't say, don't listen to Hashem. He just said, God has issues. <laughs> That's all he said. He has issues with competition. He doesn't like people like him. And I'm sure, it says, the best translation for Aram is sophisticated. I'm sure that Nachash added one more line. At least if he would have been living in 2019. And usually he is. Snakes don't die so fast. He would have added one more thing. You know, I even have empathy for God. He never had a mother. He never had a nurturing father. Nobody ever gave him love, right? He is, he is desperate for power. It's his only, his only MO. Of course he told you not to eat from the tree. I mean, Mamar says that in the Pasuk, right? Ki yoideya elekim. Ki yoideya elekim. An interesting thing is that, uh, for if you look at Bereshis, it's a, I'll give a share one day on it. If you look at Bereshis, the Nachash only refers to Hashem as Elikim. Only Elikim. He speaks about Elikim. Only Elikim. After the story and before the story, suddenly a new name, Hashem Elikim. When Hashem asks Adam Ayeka, Hashem Elikim, the Nachash never acknowledged Elikim. Uh, not, never acknowledged Yitke Vavke, which is going to be part of what we're going to learn about. So the, so, so, so Dam Nida happens after the Eitz Hadas, when there's disalignment, the Makabal can't be Makabal anymore, because I can only be Makabal from you if I feel that you have me. You're gonna take care of me. If you're not gonna take care of me, why would I empty myself out just to get a punch in the face? That's why we speak so much about trust. If the woman doesn't feel that her husband is really gonna fill that womb, fill that Kaylee and take care of her, She's going to stop opening up. She's going to close the lid on the relationship. And it becomes very painful for him too. Because it's very painful for a husband when the wife uh, 
what's the word? Uh, withdraws. Yeah, yeah. You know, you the ideal state. Tomorrow we're going to have a shear. Tomorrow we're going to have a shear. Bezer Hashem, Blineder, but seven thirty. Okay, we're going to go a little later because I have a very late night tonight. Going to start seven thirty in the morning. Tomorrow's Friday, right? Seven thirty in the morning. Bezer Hashem. Everybody have a wonderful day. It's a pleasure and honor to have you with us. This class is brought to you by the Yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.